0: Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to our podcast here at One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. My name is Mark Jones and we continue on with our Lenten series. We're looking at the Gospel of Mark and today we're in chapter 8, verses 1 through 21 i'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and food thanks to our uh, very own pat lelvis i've had opportunities to do some short-term mission trips and i go into those and i'm always worried about having enough food when i get there am i going to have something that i want to eat or like to eat or will there even be enough to eat and i you know take i shoulder that myself and i bring three staples always it's i always bring three staples trail mix beef jerky and dried fruit. Well, our most recent trip was to India, and uh, so let me just set the picture here. When we're in India, we had a driver, and every time we'd get into the van, it was the most frightening thing in my life. It's the most frightening thing I've ever experienced in my life. The only time the driver ever hit the brakes was if there was a cow in the road. Uh, Clearly, the cows took a higher priority than pedestrians or anything else, because in India, cows are sacred. Now, I'm going to let you chew on this a little bit because it took me a few days to realize that cows are sacred and in my backpack I got these two gigantic Costco packages of beef jerky. So uh, ponder that a little bit. Uh, there's there's a little bit more behind that story if you ever want to chat with me. And uh, somebody that was there, I told him, "Hey, I got this beef jerky. What, what do I?" And they 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 were like they were they were afraid for me, which didn't help me out any. Uh, but anyway, that was a total side note. But I do have a relationship with food, and I kind of understand where the disciples are in this because we're we're we have a gathering again of the crowd. It's a big crowd. We're moving into what looks to be like day three, and the disciples are surely getting hungry, but after their experience of feeding the 5,000 and how they kind of put their foot in their mouths, then it seems like they're a little sheepish about saying anything and they wait for Jesus to say something, which is in verse 2, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on their way. But some of them, because because some of them have come such a long distance. Now I can just imagine the disciples looking at one another, like, "Okay, what what are we? Where are we on this? We're hungry. We're tired. What are we supposed to say?" Uh, given the example of a you know a few miracles back, a few crowds back of the feeding of the five thousands. But the disciples answered kind of neutrally here it's it's not what are we gonna do or or how are we gonna fix this they just say but where in this remote place can anyone get enough bread to feed them and they're kinda waiting what's Jesus gonna do is Jesus gonna do the feeding is he not or is this are we gonna have to come up with some food for all these people what are we gonna do because the example here is the disciples As much as they've seen what Jesus can do and the miracles he can perform and and how he can take care of the crowds and how he can take care of the disciples, saving them from fear and from storms on the water and all that we've seen in just the last few chapters, they still... Forget about that in their time of hunger and in their, their tiredness. And they're still wondering, is Jesus going to take care of us? They, they, they seem to lose that confidence. As, as my Bible notes put it, it's, it's, it reveals their spiritual dullness and that they were slow learners. Their spiritual dullness and that they were slow learners. I just thank God that I have the qualities to be a disciple. Because I have times of spiritual dullness, and I am, I am definitely a slow learner. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm just com- comforted in that I too could be a disciple. I, I meet the qualifications. Uh, praise God for that. <laughs> so anytime you're feeling down and low, remember the disciples and that you are qualified you were chosen to you're a disciple for christ you're supposed to go out into the world and teach the world and just uh, remember that he'll back you up in that so we go into okay how do we feed these these people and they had how many loaves do we had jesus asked we have seven loaves so they fed they used the seven loaves they fed four thousand men plus whoever else was there with them um Read about that. It's real similar to the feeding of the 5,000. We do it again. Jesus can do it again. Who knew? Yeah, Jesus could do it again. And then we go into the Pharisees came and they began to ask Jesus questions and they tested him and asked him for a sign from heaven. And Jesus sighed deeply and said why does this generation ask for a miraculous sign so again we have to, i mean the pharisees have seen what jesus can do they've had their examples but they still want more and i think that we do that too in our spiritual weakness in our dullness in our in our slow learnedness that we want more and we forget what jesus has done for us in the past and then we go on <laughs> we go we they all go away into a boat and the disciples at this point are probably, uh, they've been fed, they have full stomachs, they're ready to go, and they're probably still tired, but they get into the boat, and it's not long, and they realize, uh, hey, we didn't uh, we, we didn't bring our beef jerky, our dried fruit, and and our trail mix. They, all they had was one loaf of bread. <laughs> and that's clearly on their minds, because Jesus is trying to teach them, and Jesus is saying, be careful. Jesus warned them, "Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod." And he's talking about the the yeast, the evil yeast, growing and per, permeating all the yeast and making it all poison. And, and warning the disciples of this. The disciples are they're they're thinking about food again, and they're like, "Are you talking about the bread, Jesus?" <laughs> No, he's not talking about the bread. But once again, they got distracted. They got their worldly needs. They got their mind caught up in where they might have faltered, and they didn't bring enough food, and are we going to get hungry? And they forget that Jesus can feed them. Jesus can take care of them. And they get so distracted in it that they miss the message of what Jesus is teaching them. Jesus is talking to them. He's teaching and they miss they the point because they're distracted in this worldly need that they have. And it's uh, not necessarily one. I mean, we need to eat. We're human beings. And they're distract, but they're distracted in that. And they're forgetting what Jesus has done for them in the past and how he can take care of that. So as we move into the season of Lent, I'm just, I want to ask you to reflect on your life and those times in your past when Jesus has held you up and he's carried you through and he's taken care of you. And you know that he can do that hang on to those moments and then think about the times right now and what is troubling you in this day and in this time and what is dragging you down what is distracting you from hearing the message of Jesus and remember that Jesus can take that you don't have to shoulder it Jesus can take it on and he's got it he's got your back and you've had examples of that you have examples in the scripture you have examples in your own life and you know that so let Jesus have that so in this time of Lent Uh, I just ask that you do that and remind yourself that Jesus has that and then listen carefully for the message that he's trying to teach you uh, through his spirit and don't miss the point. Don't miss what he's trying to teach you in whatever's going on and just let him have it all. Uh, With that, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your words and your examples that we read in Mark today. Thank you that we are disciple qualified. (laughs) I pray that when we are weak and we are in need and we are in want of the worldly things and that you you strengthen us in our knowledge that you have taken care of that in the past, you will take care of it in the future and that you have our backs. Just thank you, dear Lord, for all that. Take care of us this Lenten season. Bless us. Make us disciples. Have us go out into the world and teach others about you with confidence and without the distractions of what we need in this world and what we want in this world, knowing that you will take care of all that. You will feed us and you will strengthen us, Lord, and help us listen to your Spirit and guide us through this next few weeks. In your name we pray for all these things, Lord. Amen. Amen.